We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks for Sports Illustrated over on Fan Nation. We are rolling along with a pair of basketball episodes here at Ducks Dish. We just recorded our men's basketball uh, podcast. I almost said preview, but it was kind of an all-encompassing. We got our latest thoughts on the transfers, the transfer news, the additions through the transfer portal, as well as actually we don't have any additions through the transfer portal just yet. Uh, I know that there's Devin Carter from South Carolina is uh, considering the Ducks, but we talked about transfer portal news, as well as some of the incoming players for Dana Altman and the Ducks in 2022. And now we are switching it over to talk about Kelly Graves and the Oregon women's basketball team. I am joined once again by my guy, Graham Metzger. How we doing? We're right along to the next episode. Doing good, Max. Thanks for having me back again. Uh, I'm always down to talk some hoops. And um, when when it comes to Oregon basketball, you know, both men and women's, Really, definitely, like I said, a lot to be desired. But I feel like, especially on the women's teams, I had uh, I had really high hopes for this last team. So, hopefully, we can kind of get through all that, you know, see what really went wrong. And I'm still super hyped for next season with Graves and the Ducks. Yeah. So it was uh, once again uh, kind of an underwhelming end to the season with the Ducks making a first round exit or round of 64, I think it's called exit uh, against Belmont. And the NCAA tournament, but hey, at least they went to the NCAA tournament. That's not something that the men accomplished last year, but still felt like there were a lot of games that were within their grasp and that they just could have played better overall. And and Kelly Graves mentioned that that was kind of the theme of the season that they they were right there, but they weren't able to get it done. And man, has a lot happened since the end of the season, Graham. If I'm an Oregon basketball fan listening to this podcast or, or watching this video on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus, I got to say, I might be feeling a little bit like the sky is falling. Maybe that's blowing it out of proportion because we know that Five Star Graves is a very established recruiter and one of the best coaches in the country. But I don't know. Maybe we just start with that, Graham. Is, is the sky falling? Does it feel like it's falling in your opinion? Uh, you know what, Max, if you if you hadn't been uh, tuned in for anyone listening that hadn't been tuned in with the women's basketball team uh, past couple weeks, you might want to sit down real quick. Um, yeah, the Ducks have lost more than half of their roster that they had uh, last year. They, they're losing seven players 
we got uh, Niara Sabli, the uh, the leader, you know, the star of the team last year, heading to the WNBA draft. Uh, best wishes for her. I mean, after two ACL tears, and she was able to do what she did for Oregon this year, especially in that double OT loss to Belmont in the round of 64. I mean, she left it all out on the court. Can't say enough positives about her. And she's uh, getting mocked right now to go top five, top six in the WNBA draft. So quick, quick shout out to her. Um, but back to the sky falling real quick. Uh, yeah, Shannon Duffesey, another senior, didn't touch the court very much, but she's moving on. She graduated. And then five players entering the transfer portal. Maddie Shear, Maddie Shear, sorry, Kylie Watson, Sydney Parrish, Shania Pinto, and Taylor Bigby. And, um, you know, you were talking about five-star Graves. You know, he recruited five five-star recruits to his team a couple seasons ago. And Tahina Pow Pow is all that's left remaining, I believe, of those of that set. So, yeah, it's it's looking bad right now. Still plenty of time to fill these losses, but not a great start to the offseason for sure for the Ducks. Not at all. Not at all. But for what it's worth, I think – if there was one recruit from that 2022 signing class that you wanted to stay in Eugene, it's got to be Tahina. And that's no slight to anyone else that came in that class, but she's proven far and away to be the best of the bunch, uh, in my opinion, at least, from from that that group of players. But Maddie Shear, she was kind of the star defender of this team. Sydney Parrish really fell, in, you know, got into her own this year as a three-point shooter and, and started a lot of games for Oregon. So that's a, a notable loss as well. Kylie Watson kind of started to get a bigger role this year, but but didn't didn't uh, enter the starting lineup at all from what I from what I know. I could be wrong on that, um, so someone might have to fact check me there. Uh, but you never want to see this many people leaving at once. There was, I guess, a slimmer of hope that Niara would come back, but with the amazing body of work that she's produced here at Oregon, she's just an absolute stud. And like you said, Graham, with those injuries, makes sense for her to to move on and pursue a professional career uh, among the likes of her sister Satu which is super cool and she's got to you know take into account her 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 health because you don't want to come back another year if, if that could uh, jeopardize your your future career but it's going to be a very different looking team next year as you alluded to Graham uh, and I think that there's reason to be confident because Kelly Graves has gotten it done but Maybe if we're comparing it to the men's season a little bit, you know, two different situations, obviously. Uh, but the men, I feel like the 2021 season is is definitely an anomaly. And maybe because the women had a better overall season, you can't really peg it as an anomaly as easily. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but um, it just felt like, they, they were dealt maybe a little bit more of a favorable hand and they were more consistent last year. So maybe the where they fell short was a, was a little bit more puzzling um, when, when you look at everything in the grand scheme of things. So maybe, I don't know, what, what do you think about that? I, I, think, I think you're right in a lot of that. I think that maybe even if there wasn't a true reason, myself and a lot of Ducks fans were really expecting this women's team to kind of make it past everything you know they didn't do great in the Pac-12 tournament they had a, a bit of a slump uh at the end of the season but they beat top uh, 10 teams in Arizona and UConn back to back earlier in the season you know the their the talent with both the men's and the women's team 
is unquestionable. You know, they have shown that they could win these big games. So the question just becomes, well, why aren't they? And why don't they win against even lesser opponents? Um, and I feel like, honestly, like this season for the women might be even more of an anomaly than for the men's. I was expecting this team to, you know, really make some waves in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament. But I, the women's program here, both the men's and the women's programs are insane. But to me, there's really something about what Kelly Graves got going on here. And uh, I expect them to bounce back in a really, really big way this next season. Just a couple more thoughts on last season, Graham. The Ducks really, it felt like they had something. And with with Sedona Prince and Yara Sabali, just two of the most dominant bigs in, in, in college basketball. But Sedona Prince, I think she'd tell you that she wasn't as consistent as she wanted to be. Uh, I don't think it was a bad thing necessarily that she was coming off the bench. What does that tell you about the the strength of the roster when you can have a player of her caliber coming off the bench in, in a little bit more of a supporting role? Uh, I think so. It's it's great that the Ducks are going to have her back. And then the Ducks also will return Filipina Che, who looked awesome in, in her limited role this year. So we figure that she'll just take a step forward and be a, another just imposing force for the Ducks in the paint. And then India Rogers and Tahina Pow Pow come back again. And that was just a filthy duo. Uh, I really, really like watching India as a ball handler. She she just has that thing on a string sometimes. And it almost feels like she's playing some street ball with the moves that she she puts on people. And every, I feel like every time I went to, to watch this team, I kind of just found myself like, wow, like that, that girl is a baller for sure. So she she's got some really well-rounded game. And it's awesome that the Ducks are going to have her back next year. And then we already talked a little bit about Pow Pow, how important it is to, to have her back. I think she's really the face of this team heading into 2022. But don't want to repeat too much of what you said. So maybe we can talk a little bit now since we've hit on some of the departures, kind of like we did with the men. Maybe we could talk about some of the new pieces that are coming in for Oregon, both on the recruiting trail. And then we got a little bit of fresh news this week out of the transfer portal. Definitely. Yeah. So we'll start with the transfer portal. Um, the Ducks added guard Taya Hansen from Arizona State. Um, she has been, you know, doing her thing in the Pac-12 for some time now on a lesser squad, you know, in Arizona State. Um, I think that, you know, she I think she's a little bit bigger for uh, a guard position than you might have traditionally in uh, the women's college basketball game. She's definitely taller than uh, Pow Pow or Rogers, you know, who were taking up that one and two spot all year. Um, so I think she'll bring a really nice uh, mixture to the uh, to the backcourt there because Pow Pow and Rogers they work really really well together, but they both kind of play a similar game and they both demand a lot of shots, which is probably foremost. You know, they both are gonna get up there 10, 15 shots a game, uh, and you know, whatever's left, you know, that's that's what the rest of the team gets, I think, you know. They're, they're definitely, like you said, Tahina will be the focal point of the offense of the team this year. And uh, so I think Hansen is a really nice uh, kind of change from that, from Pow Pow and Rogers in the backcourt. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and just a little bit more about what she brings to Oregon uh, she she's going to add some shooting to this squad, which is certainly going to help. Um, that that's kind of been a mark I feel like of Kelly Graves' team in the past. They they've been really really strong shooters, but it's it's important to note that it's not just one. It takes more than one player to to really solve some some shooting woes for a team. Uh, Ducks shot thirty nine point five percent from downtown. That's if you're looking back to the Sabrina UNESCO era which was really the last peak that Oregon women's basketball hit. So they're going to need some of that three-point shooting. I think this addition in particular really helps after losing Sydney Parrish, who looked like one of the team's go-to three-point shooters last year. And then adding in another veteran uh, veteran presence is, is going to help with the locker room and certainly just getting the team together and then up to speed maybe with some of these some of these players that the Ducks have coming in in the 2022 class. Yeah, definitely. And real quick before we move on, I really feel like um, Sydney Parrish's play this season was a big reason why Sedona wasn't making it into that starting lineup uh, by the second half of the season. You know, she was really, really crucial. She would have huge games where she would go crazy from three. And even when she didn't, she would be good for at least one or two from downtown a game. So I think she will be definitely one of the most missed players. But moving on to who the Ducks are adding, I think top of the list, you got to start with Chance Gray. The uh, one of the top two point guards in this uh, next recruiting class for women's college basketball. She was just at the McDonald's all American game and she was showing out, you know, that's an all-star game for high school players. Everyone's trying to make their name known. And she really stood out among those players. She hit three threes in the first half and she showed, she's got some range. So a couple of them were a step or two behind that line. So she's got that range. She had a nice little Euro step finish um and you know you can't say enough about her doing that against the toughest uh competition that high school has to offer you know she's going against the best players in the nation so that was really really encouraging to see from chance gray yeah so you got to have that that kind of headliner guard in your class and it seems like chance gray certainly fits the bill uh another five star for for kelly graves she's coming out of winston woods in ohio She's rated at 97 on ESPN. And then another five-star coming in, also rated at 97, is forward Grace Van Sluten out of IMG Academy, which is just elite for pretty much every sport at the high school level. So you add in another forward that you're hopefully going to be able to mix in there a little bit. Might help you with the loss of Niara Sobley. Not sure if she needs to play super early necessarily as we kind of wait to see how this roster shakes out. Maybe they can get a couple other pieces from the transfer portal. And then working our way down, we got Jenna Asai, who uh, I actually brought on the YouTube channel in the past after her commitment. So the video might be a little bit buried, but I think you can find it, the, the interview that I had with her. 
that's the four-star wing out of Valley Vista High School in Arizona. And then uh, the biggest player, as far as just stature, is 6'7", uh, post Kennedy Basham, also out of Arizona. So I think we have a really good blend of, uh, of players here, different play styles and different strengths to their game. For, for Kelly Graves and I think that some of these some of these players can certainly help carve out a role pretty early because of all of these departures that we're seeing Graham yeah I totally agree one thing that I would like to highlight uh, Chance Gray and Grace Van Sluten both originally from Idaho oh excuse me uh, Ohio and Jenna Isai and Kennedy Basham both from Arizona it's it's nice to see kind of like in football you know where teams have their little pockets where they like to recruit, where they have success. It's nice to see Graves going all across the country and kind of finding the little hotspots for talent. But um, that's a little bit besides the point. But anyway, I think some of these players will really have a strong chance to come in and immediately make an impact. I think that Grace Van Sluten and Kenny Basham, if they can learn some, some mid-range jumpers from Sedona Prince, I think in a couple of years, they'll be the best in the nation. I, you know, IMG, like you said about Grace Van Sluten, that's, uh, that's always going to catch the eye. And Kennedy Basham, six, seven, are you serious? I mean, I think Philly Che would be a great mentor for her as well. And I really like, I feel like each of these recruits kind of has a player on the current Oregon women's basketball team that has a similar play style that has things that they could take from them. And I think it'll be a really, really good learning environment. I like that point, Graham, just talking about how they're going to be able to hopefully mentor each other uh, with some of the similarities in their game and play style. And it also just another thing that occurred to me, just how how nice is it for Oregon to have Sedona Prince coming back with Niara uh, heading to the WNBA? Um, I'm not sure how confident people may or may not have been uh, in Prince returning for another season just because she's been playing college basketball for a little bit, battled injuries and had to sit out after transferring from Texas. So she, she's another player uh, right there with Tina Powpow that has, has kind of served as the face of the Oregon team. Uh, probably safe to assume that she'll get back to the starting lineup, but got to see again what other additions the Ducks can make this season. And uh, I think that the, the they primarily need help at the guard spots, I would say, the guards and the wings, just because that's the position that most of these departures have been for. Uh, but they're hopefully going to be able to find a, another lockdown defender because Shania Pinto and Maddie Shear definitely fit that bill for this team. So that's going to be one of the biggest needs along with shooters, um, particularly from three point range heading into next year. But Tina Paupo and India Rogers, I think will, are, will certainly help that. But that was a good point that you made about just demanding a lot of shots, maybe having someone who can make more of an impact off the ball and serve as a distributor to, uh, to uh, Rogers and, and, and to Pow Pow. So good stuff there, Graham. Yeah. Thank you. And one more point I would maybe add real quick, uh, Kind of, I feel like one of the issues with the men's basketball team, I think Will Richardson got hit with a lot of responsibility, not only to score a majority of the points, to create a majority of the opportunities, but I think he was also looked at a lot as a leadership type of role. And I think when he had both of those on his shoulders for the first time, it was really tough for him. But on the women's team, I feel like Sedona Prince was able to take that leadership role without necessarily taking on the requirement to score a lot of points a game to get the rebounds, you know, blocks. And I think that a team really, really excels, you know, we can talk all day about what they do on the court, you know, the shots they miss their percentages, but there, I really think there's something to be said about 
having someone that can really hold down that locker room and having someone else that can hold it down on the court. You know, it's important to have both and it doesn't always have to be the same player that has it. Another good point, Graham. Um, you know, I don't want to just keep agreeing with you, but that's literally just a perspective that I didn't think about. So no doubt that'll be a big help for Oregon. Uh, having just a year playing together between India Rogers and Tahina Pow Pow, I think that'll just help them take it up another notch, but they were a really young team last year, I think, um, just as far as playing, like having that playing experience together uh, since we had some some new people coming in, some new faces coming in. So we'll see how they can pick that up as we eye the 2022 season. We're really kind of focused on football now with spring football being going on for Oregon and then recruiting's going on. But anytime we have some big developments on the hardwood, we got to hop on and talk about it. So appreciate you for hopping on, Graham. Before we get out of here, let people know where they can find more of you. Yes, sir. I'm doing, I'm posting all my stuff that I do on my Twitter right here at Graham Metzger over there. <laughs> I keep messing up with the mirror, but yeah, I do some broadcast work. I'm taking some steps into radio, doing some play by play, hopefully in the future. So all my future stuff. Yeah. Hit me up Graham Metzger on Twitter. All right. Make sure you guys follow Graham. He's doing a lot of great work. And then if you guys want to find more of me, you can follow me on Twitter at mtorissports, that name right there on your screen. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus. That is a huge help with what we're doing covering the Oregon Ducks. And make sure to smash that like button as well. And then you can find the Ducks Dish podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and some of your other common podcasting platforms. But that'll do it for us here on this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Wherever you may be tuned in, thank you guys for joining us and taking some time out of your day to talk about the Ducks. We will see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal.